What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Three Got Game. I'm your host, Matt, and tonight I am here with my two other co-hosts for once. Brian, welcome back. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing good, Matt. Uh, I'm sorry, everyone, for, you know, the absences. Um, just, uh, you know, have a busy summer schedule coming up, so just trying to figure that out, and I'm glad to be back on the show talking about sports with you guys. Uh, we're, we're very happy that you're back. I was just kidding <laughs> with you about that. But, um, but yeah, obviously Ryan's been busy, but, but he's here today, and that's all that matters. And, G-John, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Miss the homie Ryan, man. I mean, the show's not the same without my boy. Glad to have him back. You know, we, we hold it down, you know, when each other, when we don't have all the moving parts. But, you know, it's always better when us three are together. Uh, absolutely, 100% agree with that. We need us three to make a great podcast. All right, now we are going to start off with the NBA Finals. Right now, this series is tied at 1-1. One to one. Uh, Celtics won uh, game one by comfortable margin going off in the fourth quarter. And then uh, in game two, unfortunately, it was the opposite. The Warriors came out on top, uh, had a extremely hot third quarter where – they took a 20-plus point lead at the end. So, G-John, we'll start with you. Uh, what, what's your take on this series so far? And, uh, and I know you predicted Celtics in six. You still confident in that? I'm going to stick with it. Uh, my confidence level is about seven, 65 to 70%. It's definitely lower than before. But uh, two things, you know, the Warriors are – probably the best third quarter team in the league and we're like the worst. So like, yes. I'm not, I'm not sh- like, I want to be surprised that what happened in the last game happened in the third quarter, but like Matt, we've seen it a lot <laughs> over the last few years. <clears throat> so it's like, you know, but I believe in uh Udoka to make adjustments and the team to come out strong. I'm a little concerned. Um, we haven't been as dominant at home in the playoffs, you know, home court hasn't been, home court so to speak but I think the energy of the garden in game three is going to benefit I think the players will play a little looser you know role players always seem to play better at home than they do on the road um but I mean game one was all about the amazing fourth quarter Boston have I mean to me it was the trio of um Derek White Al Horford and Jalen Brown just absolutely blitzkrieging the Warriors in the fourth with a barrage of threes and baskets. I'm pretty sure all three of them had double-digit points in the fourth quarter. And Derek White just couldn't miss, which was incredible, you know. Um, Now, obviously, we can't expect that to happen on a consistent basis. Like Orford and Derek White and I think even Marcus Smart had like four or five threes. And those guys hitting like at least four threes apiece. Like, it's not sustainable. But, you know... Also, you know, game one, Jason Tatum struggled. Game two, Jalen Brown struggled. So we have yet to see our stars play great together in the same game like we know they're capable of doing. So um, I think that game three, we're going to see a looser Boston team. And I'm predicting this right now. I think we start out on fire. And I'm going to predict we even cruise to a game three uh, win in front of the crowd. And then game four, I'll leave it up for interpretation. But, um, 
you know, I'm a little worried with Golden State, too. There's one thing. Klay Thompson has struggled. And I don't expect him to struggle all series. Now, we know he's not the Klay Thompson old. Injuries have kind of robbed him of his, you know, uh, athleticism a little bit and his quickness and whatnot. But the Duke could still flat out shoot the ball. He's still one of, like, three, like, at minimum, one of the five best shooters to ever live. So I don't expect him to struggle all series. And I'm afraid that him and Curry, if they go on a tear, like, I don't know how we counter that. Because Clay, when he's on, to me, arguably, is better than Curry at shooting. Like, when the dude is on, he scorches, like, as well as anybody has ever seen. So I'm a little concerned about that. But, you know, hopefully Boston's role players play well, which I expect them to in game three. And I'm going to predict a game three victory right here, right now. And we'll be up to one by the time we, by the time we hit to game four. Yeah, and your odds are looking good, G, because every time they lose, they win the next game afterwards in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So so they do have good odds in terms of that. But to point out your Derek White, Al Horford, Jim Brown uh, performances in game one, even Marcus Smart, like if you look at game two, like Al Horford gave us nothing. Like he had two points. Yeah. Uh, Derek White, I mean, he had 12, but was four for 13 shooting. Yeah. Marcus Smart, two points, one for six, and Jalen Brown – I mean, he started off hot, had nine straight points by himself, but then, uh, but then after that, he just struggled. Went five for seventeen for the entire game. So, so those guys, I mean, they don't need to be putting up like twenty plus point performances, but they need to, they need to be better than what they showed yesterday. Correct. And, Which I uh, think they will. Yeah, I agree. And even Tatum, like, I know he scored twenty eight points in, <clears throat> in three and a couple minutes in the fourth quarter, but. But the thing with us, though, the turnovers, they're killing yeah. us again. Like Jason Tatum, he had four turnovers. Marcus Smart, five. And as a team, we had 18 totals. So, so we got to stop, uh, stop turning the ball over, like not, not make careless passes. And on top of that, take good shots. So, I mean, man, so we, talk, we talked about it before the series started that if we turn the ball over, we're just not going to beat this team because they're just going to score in transition, barrage us with threes and easy baskets, and it's just going to build their confidence. We can't give them free, easy looks at the basket with careless turnovers. last thing we want to do is get not just Steph, but like Clay, Jordan, Poole, Wiggins, get any of those guys rolling because they're hitting easy shots and it just gets their confidence up. We won't beat them that way. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, and one of the other controversial <clears throat> things that happened in the game uh, – Draymond Green, he did pick up a technical foul in the first quarter, early in the first quarter. And then uh, towards the end of the second quarter, he fouled Jalen Brown from three, put his foot on top of his head. And when uh, after Draymond shoved Jalen in the back, tried to pull his pants down and somewhat did not get caught for technical. But, but me and Ryan, like we had a little bit of an argument with that. So, Ryan, what's your take on that? Uh, but, but yeah. So, well, okay, well, all right. You could you could easily call a technical on that. I mean, I I the foot on the face that's nothing. He he didn't really like blatantly stomp on him. He just had his foot on his face, which that means nothing. I didn't see nothing from that. But pulling up the shorts and pull, trying to pull down the shorts, yeah, you could easily call that a technical. But then you can easily uh, also argue the case that he was just pulling himself himself to get up. By pulling his shorts, but <laughs> I mean, it could go both ways, but 
of course, in that game of magnitude and at that point of stage, um, you would like to see the refs make the right call and be like, all right, you know, enough's enough. You know, here he got a tech, like you said, in the, in the beginning of the game. You know, maybe Therefore, he could be a little more hot-headed than before. So, you know, I think the refs need to uh, start k- taking more control of this, uh, this series. Yeah, uh, definitely. But there's an argument for that. So it's not like it's just one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, I feel like with Draymond, though, like, they – like, it feels like he's holding – like, holding a lot of leverage with the refs because after he gets a technical foul early in the game, I feel like his mindset is they can't be throwing me out. It's, it's too high of the stakes. They're not going to throw out one of the best players on my team. Like, I'm just going to play the way I usually play. And if mm-hmm. if my antics are – out of control, then it's going to happen. But I know the refs aren't going to do anything about it. So, so like, that's something, like, could it backfire on him? We'll see. But, uh, but yeah, series is 1-1 right now. Game three back in Boston. Uh, should be an interesting series going forward. Uh, and- just- go ahead. Oh, my bad. Go, Ryan, you go. You go. Uh, well, I didn't get to really talk about the series before. But um, from what I've seen, I don't get to watch the game. I only get to see the highlights. Um, I think guys, what you were emphasizing before was role players. You know, uh, the Warriors in game one, their role players didn't show up. But, you know, again, in uh, game one, the Celtics did and vice versa. Therefore, you know, it, it really comes down to, uh, you know, your, your big guys are going to make the plays, but can your other guys support them? So that's the really, I think, the big part of the series. Uh, and I think my prediction, too, I didn't really get my prediction, um, yeah. but it's going to be a – uh, 4-2 Celtics. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going for the Celtics yeah. here. You know, I, had, I had some kids yesterday uh, or the other day. They were like, oh, I'm like, who, who do you think is going to win? They're like, ah, 4-0 Celtics. And I'm just like, ha, no, 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 no. Yeah, let's slow that down. <laughs> yeah, slow your roll there. Yeah, so it's just funny. I got I to gotta, I gotta say, right. I mean, you know, like you said about the role players, you know, we talk football and whatnot, mm. and, you know, how everything's a team game. Basketball yep. is definitely, like, individuals can ease more easier take control than oh, yeah. in football, but it is still ultimately a team game. Oh, a yeah. star, stars can only do so much, even though like they can have like star players in basketball can have more of an imprint than like, say like a star running back or even quarterbacks in football, because they're able to see the ball and more of the time than any other position in football. But still, if your other guys don't step up, you're not winning. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're scoring 30, 40, even 50 points, we've seen stars lose having amazing games because their teammates don't show up. It's a, it's going to – people got to remember, it's going to be a collective effort. And we saw those first two games. Um, yeah. whoever's, whoever's bench or role players stepped up more, that team won, and that's what's going to determine the series. And um, real quick about Draymond, <clears throat> I, I think – I forget if it was you or, or Matt that made the point, right? Um, I might have been Matt, that – He's kind of, I think he's smart. He's really pushing the envelope right now to see what he can get yeah, away with. Leverage, oh. yep. Yeah, he's just seeing because, like, he's like, all right, man, if he gets ejected early, he's like, okay, I can, he can kind of figure out, like, what his limit is. And he's noticing that when he gets a tech, he's got a lot of leeway. And he's probably put it in the memory bank. It's like, okay, man, I got a tech, and they can throw me off with this kind of shenanigans. And I'm not saying I want him to throw out because you don't want officials to decide series. But – I think Ryan mentioned there is a line that you have to not be able to cross and to control the game. I'm not asking for the man to be ejected, but I just think it's a low-key master plan that he's putting out there 
to see, to feel what he can do and what he can get away with whenever he has a tech so he can kind of see what he can – he can just push it just to that line and get away with things and use that to kind of even, you know, piss off the other team's players and get them aggravated. So, you know, good for Draymond in that aspect. But we'll see how far he can push it, honestly. This is going to be a long one, I think. And it's going to be a lot of Draymond antics to go with it. Yeah, and especially going to Boston. No, you know how the fans are going to act towards <laughs> yeah. him. Oh, boy. <laughs> and we, we all know, yeah, we all know what Draymond can do. You know, we all know that type of player he is. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah, you know the Boston fans, like, they're going to be saying a lot of bad stuff to him. You uh-huh. know those fans. Oh, boy, but, that's going to be tough. Yeah, but on – but to go along with the NBA Finals, like, Jason Tatum needs to step up, like, point blank. Like, he, he struggled game one, was able to – I mean, he did facilitate very well in game one, but obviously struggled shooting. Game two, like, had too many costly turnovers. Did shoot the yeah. three well, but missed too many. I feel like – I don't know if you watch the game, G. Like, yeah. he missed too many point blank layups. Like, yeah. The he, shots that he should be making. Yeah, so. he needs to have a complete game. He's had good aspects of game show up. Like, he was able to assist more, but he couldn't score. He can shoot, but he's missing point blank, and he's turning it over. He needs to have – if he's a superstar, like people want to say, like like I believe he is and most people do, he needs to have a complete game and be consistent throughout the series. Scoring, rebounding, assisting, defending all together and not just kind of have separate, like, I'm good here, but I'm terrible here. I mean, you want to be judged on that on that curve. You got to show up and show out. Period. Yeah, and honestly, that's what the series is going to come down to: whether or not he's going to be consistent, and show up or not. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we'll see what happens uh, these next few days. But moving on from the NBA Finals to the NHL Conference Finals, uh, right now the so we're going to start with the Eastern Conference Finals: the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the so it seems like the home team is winning all of these games. Rangers are up 2-1 right now. Uh, Rangers, uh, they dominated the first two games, but then in game three, they were up 2-1, but Lightning, or 2 nothing actually, mm-hmm. but Lightning in the third third period, they scored a late goal <laughs> with less than a minute left to make it 2-1 and make it a series. Uh, I predicted the Lightning would win in five or six. I am obviously not confident in that anymore because it just seems like the home team is they can't win in five anymore as is so well yeah no they can't win in six (laughs) oh yeah six yeah yeah so so yeah obviously my prediction is wrong with that but but yeah i'm gonna change my prediction i'm gonna say this is gonna go seven it's gonna come back to madison square garden and i feel like you know what the tampa bay experience I think that's what's going to get him. So I'm changing my prediction, making it Tampa on seven. Ooh, all right. What are your thoughts, G? We should be up three nothing. That's my thought. We should be up three nothing. I mean, God, man. I mean, ugh. there's been a couple games of postseason where the Rangers just don't close the deal, man. Like they're giving up late goals, and then they come and it comes to bite them in the butt. But and I'm afraid, I'm actually afraid that this could be a momentum swing for Tampa. I really am. Like, there's a huge, it's not just a huge difference between, between 3-0 and 2-1. But the actual, like, deflation of a team, when you have that chance to go up 3 nothing and you just kind of let it slip, 
and the other team kind of just steals a second chance at life with it, it's going to empower them. I got Tampa evening the series up. I'm going to stick. Um, I'm going to say Rangers in seven. Mm. I'm going to go Rangers in seven. But I think that's who you, what you picked the first time, right? I, I know. I'm going to I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to stay with it. I I just think that. I don't know. I, I just think Tampa's going to even it up, and they're going to have a whole new series, of three series. I think we gave up a big chance to just put our foot on their neck, and it's going to give them momentum. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they win the series. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going for a three-peat. These guys have absolute championship medal, man. They're, they're not to be trifled with right now. I mean, I, abs- I don't know. But go ahead, man. I mean, I, I'm going to go seven. I'm not super confident because we let the door open. And when you leave yeah. a door open for champions, they will bust right through and just take your soul, man. So I hope I'm wrong about that. But I'm going to say Rangers in seven. Yeah, and the Rangers have not played well on the road. I think they've only had, I don't know how many, like, I know they had one or two against Pittsburgh, and they only had one in game seven against Carolina. So they haven't been playing well on the road. Yeah. But, um, huh. but, Ryan, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I don't watch hockey, you know, but I'm going to say uh, Rangers in five. Rangers in five. Okay. So you think they're going to win think- tomorrow? I, I, th- I don't think this rattles them. I think that it says, okay, we got to keep going no matter what, and we can't let Tim Bay get back. I think it's a learning experience for the Rangers to say, to say, hey, if we're up, we got to keep going no matter what. So I think they're going to win in five. I think they're, they got Tim Bay behind a, a, a black hole right now. They, nah, I hope so, bro. But, hey, you never know. I'm just going with the bold prediction here. I hope so, bro. I hey, so. you could very well be right. I mean, I anything could. can happen in hockey. Yeah. But oh, yeah. next, we got the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. So the Avalanche are killing them in the series three to nothing right now. And none of these games have really been that competitive. It just seems like Avalanche are too good, too stacked, too talented. Uh-huh. Like it just seems like they're <clears throat> much better than the Oilers are in every shape, way, and form. So. G, your thoughts? I think you predicted they would win four. And... No, I, I actually no. I said five, and I'm gonna amend that to four. I gave him, <laughs> I gave him too little credit. I think I'm pretty sure you had the Oilers, right, Matt? No, I had Colorado in seven. In seven, right? And then yeah. I, and oh yeah, yeah, you had Colorado in seven, and I said, and I think I said this. I don't think the series is gonna be close. I think Colorado is gonna roll them in five. No, I just think they're gonna roll them in four. <laughs> but but this is kind of going the way I thought it was gonna go. Even not at, I mean. A little bit. I'm a little surprised. It's going the way I thought, but not really. I didn't think they would be this dominant. <clears throat> I figured they would be up like 2-1, 3-0, give them a game, and then they'll close it out. You know what I mean? But they've looked the, – the Oilers have looked utterly helpless against the Avalanche. They've just been destroying them from the puck drop to the end of the whistle – I mean, I don't know what else to say besides I just think it's going to be a sweep. I was watching thinking, like, all right, the Willers are going back. I mean, they're home. Let's see what they do. And it just seemed like the Avalanche just didn't care. It doesn't matter where they're at. They're just the better team. And I think I said, like, while we were talking about it last week, I, I just I expect them to fully roll to a Stanley Cup. I really do. I mean, I think I even said before the playoffs started, I had them winning. I just think they're very – they're a dominant team. And – I'm not even like a hockey buff like that, but just the overall how they played and what they have, 
it's just a lot, you know. And um, yeah, I'm gonna go sweep. I'm gonna go from five to sweep. Yeah, oh, and the wow. thing with uh, with Colorado, like they've always been talented <clears throat> these last couple of years, but now they added a legit goalie, so mm-hmm. now they're just a much more complete team. But Ryan, what are your thoughts on this series? We might have lost Ryan here. We apologize for the technical difficulties. So, but, uh, Ryan, you, um, Matt, you pick up what you think on the series, and we'll try to get him back. Yeah, so, I mean, I knew the Avalanche were good, and I thought I thought they, were, they would make it to the Stanley Cup, but I thought Edmonton would, uh, would make it a series just because they have uh, Kyron McDavid, who is arguably one of the best players in the NHL right now. So that's why I thought, like, maybe Edmonton could give him a fight, but but I just don't think they're as good as Colorado. But because they have that one player, like, they can make it a series. But, yeah, it doesn't look like Kyle McDavid's uh, making any kind of difference in the series right now. Uh, I mean, I mean that, that guy is um, – I mean, McDavid, they talk about him like, you know – you know, there's Crosby and then there's Ovechkin, and people are talking him up like he's like he's as good as them, not better than them. Hell, people say he's better than Gretzky. I don't agree with that, but you know, he's a hell of a player. But like I said, it just goes to show you, man. It is a team. Team sports are really team sports. You can have supreme individual talent, but the others aren't working around you, man. It does not matter sometimes. I don't, a one person can only do so much. It's a rarity to have a person, one player in a team sport like drag someone like a team to a title. You got to have some moving parts around you that are able to contribute and do, you know, and do as much as you can. You know what I mean? I, mean, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, as much as I hate on LeBron, the dude took his team to eight straight finals and, you know, he lost most of them. But, you know, sometimes that's an achievement of itself to get there. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so we got Ryan back on the air now. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to start off. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on uh, Colorado and Edmonton? Um, I was about to say that Col- uh, that Edmonton will win the next two, give, give Colorado a little scare, and then they're going to end with a loss with uh, Colorado winning it. Okay, so you think Colorado in six? Yeah, Colorado in six, yeah. But I think Edmonton will – They'll get a couple games back, a couple games back. Yeah, and that wouldn't really surprise me, especially with the caliber of a player they have in uh, Kyron McDavid. <clears throat> so he can definitely be that one player to bring a team back in series. But moving on to the NFL news. So we got big uh, signing or extension that happened today. Uh, Aaron Donald being the highest paid non-quarterback back ever. And – uh and he signed. He signed a two-year, ninety million dollar extension. So, uh, so obviously, well deserved. Easily the best defensive player in the league. Could possibly argue that he's the best player overall in the league. Easily so, can say that for sure. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, Ryan, we'll start off with you. Like, what are your thoughts on the contract? Um, I think it's. Uh, there's a couple points to this. There's one that, like, you could say now that 
defensive players are making more impact on today's game and therefore they should get paid more. Um, and that like, like Aaron Donald makes it, he makes a legitimate impact for a team to make a playoff run to be a key player in the playoffs, stuff like that. Um, instead of in the past where it's all been offense, um, basically because it's been a offense dominant uh, league the last, I'd say like five to 10 years. Um, <clears throat> two, you could say, you could also argue be like, oh, well, you know, um, he's, he's been playing so well. Now you give him all this money. Now is he going to perform again? Um, or is he going to like have another, he's going to have a slump, which he hasn't, but there's always that possibility. Um, yeah. But I give it up for uh, Aaron Donald for getting that contract extension. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for, uh, again, defensive players being noticed that they can make an impact and that they can get paid as much as uh, running backs, receivers, quarterbacks. Um so yeah, that's that's my uh, opinion on that. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, G, your thoughts? I mean, I think that um, it solidifies the Rams as uh, favorites to come out the NFC. I think if he, I think he's that big of a deal of that. If he wasn't there, I actually would immediately put the Bucks above him and maybe even the Packers, even without Devontae. But with Aaron Donald coming back, he's that big of an important piece and he's that dominant and special of a player that he solidifies them as Super Bowl favorites. I mean, we talked about this before. Um the NFC, it's really basically three teams at this point, I think, right? If we're if we're being I mean it's the to me it's the Rams, the Bucks are slightly below them and then Green Bay is like a little bit below the Bucks. And I think it's it can be matchup based across the league. Um, I remember saying for a couple of years now, if Tampa plays the Rams, they won't beat them and they won't look good playing them, which they didn't except, you know, the playoff game when they made a comeback because Tom Brady's a wizard. He does dark magic. I don't know. I really, I really believe it. You know, only you could snap pull balls over heads and kickers miss short a pro bowl kicker, but you know, um, and, but on the other hand, you know, the Packers typically match up well with the Rams, you know, for whatever reason, you know, um, we have offensive linemen that kind of like Elgin Jenkins does well against Aaron Donald for some reason. He gets a little help. He can stifle him a little bit. And, you know, we give and we can, you know, we gash him with the run game and play action game. Um, but I think the Rams with Aaron Donald and with us losing Devontae, I think they're a matchup nightmare for Tampa and they'll roll against us too, whether they play in Lambeau or, you know, Los Angeles because they have most of their team intact. I know they lost Von Miller, but they replaced him with Bobby Wagner. I think Aaron Donald, as long as you have, don't have a stiff pass rushing next to him, will open up lanes and create pressure for the outside players to get through. And they still have a decent enough pass rush that they can wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks. They have a great secondary. Now you got a good leader in the defense of Bobby Wagner. That offense got better to me. I mean, you added Allen Robinson into the mix with Cooper Cup. I mean, and it's, you know, Cam Akers is going to be healthier going to next season. They have, you know, they still have a solid line. Matt Stafford's going to play with more confidence. So I think this just makes him the favorites, honestly, to come yeah, out of the Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Aaron Donald <clears throat> is that kind of a difference maker. Like, yes. Like, he'll make a team from, like, middle of a pack to a contender. Yes. So, so, yeah, I agree with you, G. I think Rams should be the favorites coming into next year, but – my thing is, 
Like they have no draft picks, like for how many years now? Oh yeah, like, no, seven years. They have no draft picks for seven years. Like they have so many big name players on huge contracts. I mean, Stafford got an extension, right? And then Cooper Cup is under a pretty bit hefty contract. Uh, they just paid Allen Robinson. They won, and, though. Uh, they won. They did, yeah. And- are you are you listening, Green Bay? <laughs> are you listening? You don't have to just draft and develop. Seriously. Go get big yeah, players. Yeah, just, just pay your way and get screwed over in three years. Like, that's, that's I guess, a formula nowadays because you see Tampa kind of doing that, too. Like, listen, it worked the last two of- years. Yeah, Tampa did it two years ago. Rams doing it now. Hey, listen, you got a window, go for it. What the heck, man? Yeah, I mean, they – well, they did try to sign Devontae Adams, but he wants to get traded. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I had to oh, put that, that out there for you. That hurt. That hurt. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, well-deserved for Aaron Donald. Congrats to him. And, uh, and yeah, the Rams are definitely going to be the team to beat going into next year. And, obviously, like we saw last year with Tampa, like it can also come down to injuries too, like, Tampa lost a bunch of big players going to playoffs. I mean, Green yeah. Bay, like they lost what half their O line. We were down. Four, we were down four, four, five. We were down four stars. Listen, it's a war of attrition. Usually, sometimes it's the healthiest team that wins, not the best. In the last like yeah. few, I think you can date back the last few years, not just the last couple. You go back, and usually teams are healthy. They get, you know, they get some breaks. Guys get hurt. And you're healthier, and you win the war of attrition. You get hot, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, and yeah, yeah, you said that right on, G. Like the healthiest team is always the one that usually wins. You saw that with Tampa two years ago, and the Rams, the Rams last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for tonight. Um, appreciate. You guys having me back on the show. <laughs> oh, we're happy to have you back, right? We're always happy to have you, have you back. Uh, but no, it's, it's been a real pleasure. Um, make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Um, you know, we're also available on Google, Spotify, Apple, uh, you know, uh, Anchor, you name it. We're on it. Um, and um, guys, have a good night. Hopefully uh, your Celtics can win this week. All right. Let's do it, Let's boys. Let's go Celtics. We Let's need go. it. We need championship number Yo, 18, Matt, baby. Matt, if they win, we're going to the parade. Let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> Let's I'm do not going to say no to that. All right. <laughs> Take care, All right, Take care everybody. everybody.